0: The Opening Bell with Jules Valance.
1: In studio, finally. I feel like I've been working my whole career towards this, Jules. You and I in a dark studio on a Saturday morning. You could have sworn we're both at Revs, but we're not. We're here at
0: SEN. How are you, my friend? It's a shame we're not, but (laughs) give us time. Give us 24 hours and we just might be. How are you? I'm well. I'm good. And um, yeah, racing across the country, obviously the last G1, as you mentioned, the Tats Tiara, which looks a really open race. And Philly sort of dominate the market there, but I think there might be a bit of a change sort of come jump time there. And then we're back. We've been seven months away from Caulfield and and now we're back. So um, Sandown's done a massive job for the workload that it does throughout winter. But now we get to Caulfield and um, good to see it back.
1: It's punting friendly, Sandown. Even when it does get a little bit wet, I still think it's punting friendly. It's done an enormous job. Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, possibly if that was to go, which is sort of the rumblings, that's what's going to happen. Who is going to pick up all the, the back ends? It allows these meetings at Corfield to have only so so many, so then they can be pristine for their big big events to have Sandown doing such a great workload. But they have introduced, obviously, the Heath, which will be inside Caulfield, which will obviously try and pick up that workload. It might not be ready till probably 2024. But, yeah, it's done a fantastic job, Sandown, week in, week out, especially just with the bad conditions that we get in winter. It just seems to cop it.
1: I had the CEO of the MRC on during the week on Giddy Up. He said, yeah, they're looking at, sort of that April, March, April 2024 for the inside. Two refurbishments on this Corfield deck, and we might just start there from a track perspective, but we'll turn our attention to the tats very shortly. Uh, soft six out there today, the two refurbishments, there's still an element of you want to see how it plays, don't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we sort of got to know, we've known Caulfield um, that it's sort of, if it's a dry, shorter deck, you know on speed's always an advantage around there. The shoot. I don't think that's going to change. So we've got the northerly wind today, Milo. So that's 25 to 40 kilometres. We know that's a headwind into the shoot. So we know that leaders can struggle uh, when that variable kicks up and the jockeys ride for that. So that'll be interesting in the shoot races that we see uh, today. So be careful of those horses that you think are going to be leaders or OSL, outside lead. Um, they might struggle a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, they got 50 mils this week. They probably yeah. wouldn't have wanted that off off a brand new deck to get 50 mils during the week. Um, two mils last night, sort of seven and a half on sort of Thursday before midday. So, um, look, I expect it still to race pretty well, but it's a new track. So maybe the soft six races as a genuine soft six, where we'd usually probably think that might be an upgrade at some stage with this northerly wind. Times will be a really interesting point. So the races one, two, three, we'll get a guide of where this track sits. But um, I also think, yeah, just with that win, be really careful of leaders. And may they may be just, just coming out to the middle of the track, I think, today at some stage.
1: Let's turn our attention to Eagle Farm, the last G1 of the season. Uh, the G1 race for the trainers is hotting up too. I think there's a few all caught on 11 uh, to try and take out the... You know, I know that no one talks about a G1 trainers title it's around. It's definitely
0: out of my wheelhouse, mate. Yeah,
1: and, and <laughs> people were saying to me all week, and I think I got off and I said to Jacko, we meant to be talking about this, <laughs> that the the, the trainers are battling. But I think it might just be a in-house thing. Yeah. We train more than anyone else.
0: Yeah, and and that's probably, you know, good luck to the trainers that are the, the vying for that. We sort of probably focus more our energy on, can we bet on If we could bet on it, I think we'd probably be talking a little bit more, Milo, but... I'm not too sure that we can. We'll get a market at Foxcatcher, there I reckon. You go. Yep, we'll get that <laughs> up in the next hour.
1: Eagle Farm on a good four, though. Rail plus six, the entire penetrometer 5.8, of course. No rain the last 24 hours and only half a mil in the last week. It'll be it'll be quick.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, come, it's just raced really well, hasn't it? I mean, we spoke about this sort of two years ago, a little bit worried about Eagle Farm and where they would be. I think the track's raced sensationally this carnival. I think the carnival overall has been... Really good. So um, it sets up really well. No excuses, I would have thought, outside of luck in running.
1: Let's turn our attention to the Tats Tiara. Um, I was talking about a horse earlier on in the week, and I'm glad I got the earlies um, because it looks like it's shifted quite considerably in the one electric girl. Chain of Lightning, again, another one that's shortened in the market. I know uh, it's an interesting one here, Opal Ridge. It was favourite for the Stradbroke uh, and then missed, um, and then it opens up here and then drifts. And I would have thought that in a winnable against its own sex that they might have piled into this a bit more
0: yeah um, it's an interesting one because um, it sets up really well for it the Philly um, drawn really well you would have thought so maybe they can get a pair or two pairs closer with than when they usually do ride this horse so that's a positive you would have thought but you're right it's been soft I mean 350 goes up Wednesday night and then you don't worry about it Thursday Friday but what's happening this morning what what are we getting the guide there and now touches $4, and I think you're going to get a little bit bigger than that $4. So there's no need to dive into Opal Ridge right now. I don't think it's reached its ceiling for where the the price is. The other filly, Ruthless Dame, I think you're going to get better than the five fifty six dollars being bet out there right now. And, and you're right, Milo. the two that you like, Electric Girl, really well supported. So if you can get $17, $18 out there, I think that'll be wiped off the board shortly. Chain of Lightning, rock solid at $7, really positive push for that horse. And there's other horses that are solid, Shalo. Uh, Lady of Honour, a bit of support for that horse, even Comrade Rosa. So th- when we talk about, okay, there's support for other horses, it means these horses that are at the pointy end of the market have to move somewhere and they have to move out. So that's why I think we're going to get a better price, Ruthless Dame and Opal Ridge for the Tats
1: Ruthless Dame obviously performed at this level before, but Electric, we could have got 23s there for a long time. It went six into threes and then sort of a, a decent push this morning. So all I thought is there's about eight horses that can win this race. And I tried to take the two that I thought were probably the most over their price in yeah. Chain of Lightning and Electric Girl.
0: Yeah, and you've done really well. So you've beaten the SP. Now, whether that means you end up eating at the end of the day, no. we'll, soon be, we'll soon be find <laughs> it, out. It, doesn't, it never means that. <laughs> it doesn't guarantee your success, but you've done your job. Leaning one way or the other there, or just it's just wide open. No, for I you. think it's wide open to be honest, and I'm yeah really interested to see what happens here. I think it's going to come down to I reckon there's two or three horses that have drawn close to each other that they might get the luck in running, and the other might not with this big field. So it's going to take. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much between them. I think I think it's going to take luck in running is going to be the answer here.
1: We'll go to the one after, uh, which is the WJ Healy Stakes over the twelve hundred um, Prince of Boom. Looks to have had uh, some nice support, nice and early. The form lines around King Carper, I keep saying, up there in Queensland, they just keep stacking up. The horses that roll it, they go out and win, uh, and then it wins. I think it still represents a really good price, um, and that's been firm enough. Is there anything else you're seeing in the
0: WJ Healy? I think this is interesting from a market perspective of – what we sort of identified here. So Prince of Boone, absolutely solid. So it's drawn that wide gate. The market doesn't care about that. That doesn't seem to have an issue with it at all. Cause it is rock solid. 270 might be your ceiling there for that price. So if you want to have a bat, bet, Prince of Boom, it might be advised to probably take it now. I don't think you to get much bigger than that. Unless we see a huge pattern uh, in the first seven races as a guide. The other horse that's been really well supported is the good, the big goodbye. So they're the two that I think might clear out from the rest. You talked about King Capper who's bringing really good form lines and they're stacking up through other form races as well. It looks like he might get a little bit soft. So there's no need to take the $6, $6.50 about him. I think you're going to get a better price about him, which is fine for value. If you like that. And uh, yeah, there's a few others that I think are going to get a little bit soft. So I, I sort of see Prince of Boom holding its price. The big goodbye has been well supported, looks to hold its price and the rest I think you're going to get better.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with you with King Carpa. It's always that if you look at them for so long and there's absolutely no movement and you expect one of those favourites to shorten, you can nearly bet that yours is going to drift at some point. It's got to...
0: It's, when the, so what are they betting? They're betting 124, 125. I think come jump time, they'll be betting 119, 120. So it's got to come down. So those horses that are just... You can see half a chink in their price. They've got to go somewhere and it's usually out. Uh
1: Really brief look at race number nine. I know Swiss Exile just slightly drifted there.
0: Yeah, see, it's been, what do we got? Yeah, so early doors, 360, 330 this morning, 310 out to $3.40. And you're right, you're going to get bigger than that. So if you like that horse, um, I'd be holding off. Conversely, Surreal Steps been really well supported, like rock solid at that $4 mark. So that's a positive probably push for that horse. And the other one released the beans this morning. Tightened dried right up. $8 into $6.50 and $6.50, I think, it's just about to get wiped off the board. So if you can see, release the beans at $6.50, take it. you probably beat the SP if you play that way. A couple
1: of others I want to touch on at Eagle Farm, if you don't mind. Uh, we're talking about Et Tu Brut uh, earlier in the week. Um, we could have got a price about it then. It continues to firm up. This ran in behind a horse, Miracles of Love, which is the um, Arrowfield horse, which ran second in the JJ Atkins was one I thought they did forget in the market and they seem to be coming for it a little bit in the first now.
0: Absolutely. I mean big double figures sort of $11 got out to $17. There's no deductions here, small field and now, you know, into $7, so absolutely been a good push from that bigger price. Um favorite what's happening here, so that 26270 for right to party. I think you're going to get bigger than that because they are backing some of these middle pinners around it. So um, as you said, good support, Ed to Brute. That's a positive push for that horse. Uh, Zucaret as well. Good push for that horse. Even though it's 3.40 out to 4.60, what's happening this morning is that 4.60 is back into 4.40 and looks pretty tight. So um, you're right. looks like the favourite's probably going to drift here right to party. At
1: race three, the Tattersalls Cup. Had a chat to Chris Lees uh, during the week. Um, this is what he had to say on Luntzi's. I, I did... I seen sort of have a tongue-in-cheek with him a little bit, but this is what Chris Lee's had to say about Launce's.
0: It does look he's race,
1: but, look, he hasn't won for so long. But that said, he, he, he's rarely let us down. He, he's raced very consistently. Um, just a couple of things haven't gone his way or just ran into a better horse occasionally. But um, certainly he, he gets him well under the conditions of the race, being set weight and penalties, uh, so he escapes any penalty. Timmy Clark has ridden him before and rode him well. So
0: he gets a few ticks.
1: Um, but you know, mindful he hasn't been in the winner's stall for a while, and he's short enough in the market. Short enough in the market, firmed a bit. Um, I just when you get horses that don't haven't won for a while and forget how to win a bit. This is I'm going to lay this thing all day. It's skidding,
0: isn't it? Gosh. When, you, when you set it up and you say it hasn't won for look, there's no doubt he's running into some really good horses and running pretty good numbers, but he hasn't been able to get the W for a while, and and that's. I think that's got to come into the mental aspect of punting when you are taking a dollar eighty-five or a dollar ninety about a horse that hasn't hasn't done that. Now, the other part to the coin of that is the second horse in the market, Young Verda, hasn't won for a while either. And so, Correct. so he, you're looking outside it and you're going, where can I back? And you go, well, I can't really trust that horse either. Um, from a market perspective, Young Verda's tightened up, so you know the five fifty is going to get wiped off. I think it probably starts a little bit shorter. Um, Luntz's, you know, I don't know if you are going to get black figures. I think it's going to be sort of that dollar ninety, dollar ninety-five is probably the best you're going to get, and then it comes up to the individual punter. Do I want to take that horse on that hasn't won for a while at that price range, or are they going to be like you, Milo, and say, well, I'm happy if he beats me at a dollar ninety, dollar ninety-five, I'm happy to take that loss. It,
1: uh, they're only looking at the, the without a fight, isn't it? It's the the, the run two back where it's one point eight off without a fight. I didn't think it was outstanding um, at. At Eagle Farm over the twenty two hundred, when without a fight, one again a non-conformist running behind it, but um, it's a two runs back on that. You'd think it'd be that price. The one that I think they'll come for here will be London Banker being a Kelly is the toppy.
0: Yeah, so it's been eight fifty into seven fifty. It'd be interesting to see what happens at the death. I, I can see sort of on the exchange it's a little bit bigger than that, so maybe there is a hole in in London Banker, but small field here. So again, probably a tactical affair. Um, probably not going to be much. Luck in running is going to be taken out of it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but there's sort of two horses at the top of the market that I don't think the punters overly trust 100%.
1: What are you liking at Eagle Farm? We might sign it off and then we'll come down um, south unless you want to um, go through any other races up there.
0: Look, to be honest, I I, I like what the market's doing with Prince of Boom. I think it's done some really big numbers. Um, I don't think it's still – I think it's probably not the end of the prep. I think it sets up pretty well. The wide gate I'm not too worried about. Um, the, the the big weight not too worried about against these kinds of horses so I think Prince of Boom might be really hard to run down.
1: Race six number one Thalassophile for me um, I thought the Kieran McAvoy Waller combination here uh, the move was early on this um, Jules and, and I'm pretty happy to be with it as a better one and I actually made one of my better bets funnily enough in the Tats Tiara being Electric Girl and Chain of Lightning a, a two place so I thought that at least, if you even if you took the prices earlier on in the week, like we said, you could go and make a quid now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the market's moving towards those two horses. So as I said, you've done your job. It's just now, hopefully, you can get the result. Never works, so <laughs> it never works. I'd love to hear from you wherever
1: you are, right around the country. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. A Signet Boost Power Bank to give away to the value of fifty nine ninety five and eighteen holes and a cart at Mandalay. That's eight holes of golf and a cart at the Mandalay Golf Club. Uh, Send us a text 0499 736 736. This is the opening bell. All thanks to Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer, Kilmore Toyota, personalised our, sorry, personalised our used vehicles up to your spec. We'll be back right after this.